Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Listen, I'm going to cry. (laughs) That made me emotional. I'm doing so good. Bless you. I love you so much. Love your whole family. And it is an honor. I cannot believe that I'm actually on your broadcast. And this is the seventh time. What? Seven. Seven. I love, love you so much. And it's always an honor to be with you. Super excited, Jenny, to have you back on. We did a few of these broadcasts where we did exposing the music industry. We did exposing the movie industry. Tonight, we're doing exposing the devil's plan for your kids. Here, guys, is the bottom line reality. And I told Jenny, hey, we can interrupt each other anytime, jump in, jump out. So we're just going to kind of monologue, tag team this and talk about this. But the bottom line reality is the devil has a plan for your kids. And I don't think Jenny from I don't know how long I can remember we've ever seen the devil so openly, so shamelessly and so violently assaulting our children, assaulting our generation. We're gonna show you guys a lot of videos tonight. We're gonna go over a lot of topics. And here's the crazy part, Jenny, as I was preparing, I know as you were preparing, I actually couldn't believe that so many of the sins that we see in America right now all go back to children, whether that's what we're seeing with abortion, whether that what we're seeing with Disney's agenda, the LGBTQ agenda, all these agendas that are demonic. I don't don't know if you guys know that. I know that's a hot take there. They are demonic, are all targeting children. And even people, and we're going to show you guys this later, that are in like the LGBTQ, they don't even understand why they're targeting children. Like some of them will say, we don't know why, but we're so... We, we spend so much energy and time targeting children, teaching children. If you look at the schools now, four years old, five years old, six years old, kids are going into kindergarten learning about, and let me just give you guys a disclaimer. We will be talking about sensitive topics tonight. So if you have kids in the room, use discretion because I don't want to hold back. This is the reality, but they're arguing right now, Jenny, about whether they should be teaching five-year-olds about oral sex. I mean, think about how crazy this is that this is an argument in courts. Should we be teaching five and six-year-olds about oral sex, about same sex? I'm thinking, teach them, you shouldn't be teaching them about sex at all. You should be teaching them, you know, what school's supposed to teach you and not all these other things. So really, all roads lead back to children. And I believe it's for this reason. The future is in the children. The future of America, the future of whatever nation you're from is in the children. So the devil knows, just like he did trying to kill Moses as a kid, just like he did trying to kill Jesus as a kid, if he can kill your children, he can win the next generation. But praise the Lord that there's a remnant rising up that's in the chat that's here right now saying, devil, enough is enough. We are not playing your games. We are not afraid of exposing you. We are not afraid of going after you. And I'm going to say this right to every demonic power tonight. Get your hands off our kids in Jesus' name. You have no power. You have no authority. We are on to your sly schemes and we come against you now in Jesus name. And I want to say what Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so I believe tonight, Jenny, is a moment of pushing back. It's a moment of drawing the line. The envelope's being pushed. We're going to push the envelope back. We're going to draw the line. We're not going to be afraid to offend people, to say what, you know, cultural norms want us to say. I do believe tonight there's a remnant. Let me give one quote and then I'll toss it. If you want to talk a little bit about this, Jenny, one of my favorite quotes of all time is this. If we don't teach our children to follow Christ, the world will teach them not to. 
And I think that's so profound because a lot of people let their let an iPad disciple their kids. A lot of people let a school teacher disciple their kids. A lot of people let a youth pastor disciple their kids. But I believe tonight God is putting a mandate on us. We're going to expose the works of darkness. We need to stand up, disciple our kids, be there for our kids, and and stand on the wall and be a, be a watchman in this generation. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I'm fired up. Listen, even just studying for this, it began to, I don't know about you mamas out there, you dads out there, grandmas, aunties, but I began to get angry Come on. at the kingdom of darkness. Y'all, I'm not the type of mom that just sits around and just lets stuff happen to my kid. And so if you're in here, you need to sound off in the comments saying, not on my Come watch. On. And this is for everybody across the board. Isaiah, you are so right. The enemy sees our kids as a target. It's an easy target, actually the smartest target and the best one to go after. You can see that with Hitler. You can see that in the Holocaust. Yep. The way that they were able to do so much damage is they begin to get the kids. They begin to get in their minds. They begin to get the youth. And once they had them, it was like they brainwashed that whole entire community. And so the enemy has not changed up his schemes, his plans, and his plots. It's the same thing from the beginning. There is a vicious all-out attack on the kids right now, on families, on the bloodline, on this next generation. And I'm here to say, I was not born in this time come just on, to Jenny. make cute Facebook videos and catch a following here or there. I've come with a sword in my hand to say, not on my watch, we're taking back this generation. We're not gonna let these kids be dragged off by demons to hell. And let me tell you, one hour, 30 minutes in Sunday school a week is not gonna cut it when they are being Come fed on. and saturated by demonic images, songs, everything you could imagine all the rest of the week. Parents, grandparents, brother, sister, leader, pastor, whoever, it's time for us to stand up and say, we're taking them back. And I can speak, Isaiah, I can speak, I didn't even get to tell you this. I can speak from, I'm living this thing out right now. Mm. I have a 13 year old daughter and y'all, she's in a Christian home and we're having to combat stuff. Come on. And we're having to address stuff. My mom never addressed with me. I'm seeing stuff, it happens younger and younger in these kids' lives. And I thank God that he saved us and he's raised me and my husband up so that we can shelter our daughter. Does she like it? Absolutely not. Does she probably want to throw us out the house sometimes? Probably. She's listening right now. But we tell her, this is the love of God Come for on. you. We care about your soul more than you thinking if we're popular or not. That will fade out. But like you said, training up the kids. We've got to do that. And Satan is like a roaring lion right now. Imagine if a vicious lion showing all of his teeth was coming after your little baby. Would you just stand by and say, well, I don't wow. want to offend anybody. I just don't want to cause any waves. You know, I don't want to be that, that uh, strict parent. You wouldn't do that. You would jump in front of that child. You would do everything to save that child's life. So I'm calling forth the prophetic, strong parents right now who will say, no, we're drawing a line in the sand. Enough is enough. Wake up in Jesus' name.
So good. I wanted to touch on what you just said, sheltering your kids. I've heard on a lot of Christian communities, they say sheltering is a negative thing. Sheltering is a bad thing. We shouldn't shelter our kids. And I'm thinking like, who made that up? A shelter is protection against a storm. Why would we not want to guard our children from the plans of the enemy? Why would we not want to shelter our kids from what the devil's plan is for them, especially in the generation we live in now? I'm going to say something really, really bold. But right now, Jenny, what's happening in the public schools if you, I, I would, I got to be careful how I say this, okay? Because I know I'm going to make a lot of people oh. mad. But I oh. would do, if I'm in the chat right now, there's 5,000 people watching. I would do everything in my power to make sure my kids are not in public school right now. I, I would do that. I'm just saying, I know there's people, well, I work, I have a job. I get it, guys. I'm not here to shame, condemn. You're not going to go to hell if your kids go to public school. But I'm telling you right now, what is happening in the public schools is absolutely catastrophic. What they're being taught, what kids are. I remember one time sitting at Starbucks. There was a bunch of like eight and nine year olds that came in and I'm sitting there studying my Bible and I started hearing the stuff these eight and nine year olds were talking about. And these are things that you wouldn't even hear in a rated R movie. These are things you wouldn't even hear in a porn pornographic movie. I, I was thinking in my head, I didn't even know what this stuff was till I was like 17 or 18. The stuff they were talking about, the sexual acts they were talking about, they were, ta they were talking about doing stuff behind the school. I won't go into too much detail because it's graphic. And in my mind, I'm going, these kids are eight and nine years old and they're talking about doing sexual acts behind the school. Like it's just no, there's no shame in it at all. There was no shame. The devil's completely made this shameless. And in my mind, I was thinking, man, there is such an assault on our generation. I want to shelter my kids. I have four little girls that are all going to be teenagers at once. How crazy is that? Lord, thank you for your help and your grace and your mercy. I'm going to have four teenagers at one time. And I'm saying, Lord, I want them to miss out on the enemy's plan for their life. Because people say, what if they miss out, brother? On what? Exactly. Anxiety, depression, fear, addiction, drugs. I want them to be sheltered. I want them to miss out on the enemy's plan for them. In fact, 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, we don't want to unwittingly give Satan an opening for more mischief by being oblivious to his ways. So like, we don't want to just sit here, oh, it's no big deal what my kids are playing on their iPad. It's no big deal. You better believe I'm all up on the iPad. I'm all up on the game system. I'm all up on whatever they're watching, I'm involved. Because I'm not their friend, I'm their parent. The Bible says children are a gift and a reward from God. So somebody needs to get this in the chat. God did not give you kids because you didn't have enough friends. And God did not give you kids because he needed them to have friends. You are not called to be their friend. So you need to, well, just, you know, I would rather them do it here at my house so I know where they're at. No, how about you just don't have them do it at all? How about you put your foot down and say, this is my house. This yes. is old school here, Jenny, I know. I pay the bills, I pay for the internet, I pay for the light, so no, you're not gonna stay up till three in the morning playing Xbox and not go to church the next day. No, you're not gonna miss out on what God is doing. No, you're not gonna be sleeping through the prayer meeting. I, it's my house, I'm the parent. So we need to, we really do need to put our foot down and begin to shelter, like in the godliest way possible, shelter our kids because the devil wants to create this idea that, and I know there's tons of Christian influencers that are watching this cringing going, we shouldn't shelter, we're in the world, but not, you know, all this, but I really do believe when I read the Bible and I look at what Jesus taught and I look at what God says about children, which later we're going to go through some verses that God wants us to shelter our children. In fact, I know this because if you look at the garden, Adam's job was to protect the garden. That's what the Bible says. Keep the garden. That means to protect. Why do I need to protect it? Because there's something trying to enter into the garden. Every one of us have a garden and there's something called a snake, the devil, demons, trying to come into our garden. So don't be letting a snake talk to your wife. Don't be letting a snake talk to your kids. And the snake will come through an iPad. He'll come through a video game. Let me just 
talk about this one situation here. Reason why even tonight, guys, we're on this is I was looking at the Nintendo Switch store this last week, and I saw the number one selling game. That was like Mario Kart was like number four or five. The number one selling game on Nintendo Switch, Jenny, this is so crazy, is called Cult of the Lamb. Now, what I'm going to show you guys is shocking. This is, I want you guys to remember this because some of you are like, you guys are being dramatic. Just, just remember this the whole broadcast. This is the number one selling game on a child's platform. So you have like PlayStation, what, like seven now? I don't know. You have Xbox, like 900. All these, those are all catered or like, uh, they're advertised for adults, most of them. The Nintendo Switch is advertised for children. That's what their target audience is. So this is not the number one game on Xbox or PlayStation. This is the number one game on Nintendo Switch. And I want to show you, for those of you that think we're dramatic, what the devil's doing. So the game is called, listen to this, Jenny, Cult of the Lamb. And isn't that so crazy how the devil would take Jesus, who's the Lamb of God, pervert it and make a game about a lamb starting a cult? Are you guys catching where it's going here? So this is what Wikipedia says, and I'm going to show you a video of this children's game. Cult of the Lamb is centered around a possessed lamb that is tasked, this is the game, it's a cartoon game, with forming a cult to appease the ominous deities who save the player's character's life. The player must launch crusades and venture into five regions to defeat enemies and grow the following. The world which is randomly generated contains resources, perks, and weapons, enemies in the form of rival cultists, and non-believers that he has to fight. The other animals to rescue, these animals can be indoctrinated to be to join the player's cult. These animals can be changed in appearance, negative, positive. They can affect how they react in the cult. The player can manage their cult following. This is a kid's game, guys. Followers can be assigned tasks such as gathering resources, building structures, worshiping, look at this, performing rituals, sending them to assist players in battle, or sacrificing their cult members. So this is what they're teaching kids in these games, which can affect the player's ability and the cult itself. The player must ensure their followers' needs are met by performing sermons, rituals to reinforce their faith, cooking food to survive, providing shelter, and ensuring the village is sanitary. Otherwise, the followers will turn against the player, spread dissent, and eventually leave the cult and the followers. To prevent this, the player can provide, give them gifts, re-educate them, or detain them, or sacrifice them, or pillory, I don't know what that even means, until they stop dissenting. Jenny, I just described the number one game on the Nintendo Switch store, teaching your kids, and one of the main characters in it is a tarot card reader, which, guys, I'm gonna show you this, trailer now some of you watching this you don't realize that little johnny over there in the middle of the night is playing this game learning rituals like learning rituals in a child i don't think this has ever happened in history we're not talking about like grand theft auto an adult game we are talking about little johnny lamb cartoon performing rituals stirring up coal and you guys think oh you're being dramatic watch these videos i have two clips i'm going to show you guys right from the director of the video game these are not hearsay these are not like third party this is the creator of the game I'm going to show you guys these clips of them describing their game. So let's watch these clips here. You are the mighty lamb in Massive Monster and Evolver Digital's Cult of the Lamb. Saved from sacrifice by the one who waits, you're compelled to repay the dead by creating a cult in their name. So here's a few tips on how to start your very first cult. Step 1. Grow your flock. Go crusading into the lands of the old faith to find new followers and defeat the false prophets. Back home, indoctrinate your new followers into the cult. Name them, change their form, and learn what makes them unique. Choose your doctrine to set the rules of your cult. Draw power from your followers by giving daily sermons and watch their faith grow. Step 2. Satisfy the faithful. 
As the mighty lamb, you have to tend your flock. Lead them, feed them, and build your small community into a thriving woodland cult. Throw a grand feast, shower them with gifts, or maybe marry a follower. Keep your flock happy and your shrines will shine with their devotion. If the needs of your followers are not met, however, they will begin to lose faith. Step 3. Cleanse the non-believers. Unhappy followers will rise against you and try to persuade the others to leave the cult. Will you gently re-educate them in the ways of the Lamb, or perform dark rituals and sacrifice them to the gods? It's up to you what kind of cult leader you become. Starting a cult is no easy ride. You'll scavenge for resources and battle heretics, but righteous victory will be yours. So guide your flock, grow your power, and spread the word of the Lamb. No one said it was easy to create a cult in the name of the one who waits. Sometimes it might seem like all hope is lost, but the strength of your convictions will keep you on the righteous path, along with the helping hands of a few friends. Here are some of the folks who will help as you crusade through the lands of the old faith. Ratau. Ratau was once a vessel for the Red Crown. Now he's your guide and mentor. Once he's taught you the art of cult creation, he plans to spend his retirement playing knuckle bones. Clown Neck. Clown Neck is the keeper of the tarot cards that guide you. You will have the choice of two cards. Both can aid you in your quest, but choose wisely. Clown Neck's face will be a welcome sight when the forces of darkness are closing in. Cool Die. Cool Die holds the weapons you need for your fight. You will be offered weapons and curses to choose from, but you can only pick one. Halob. Halob traps unsuspecting animals foolish enough to wander the lands alone, then sells them to the highest bidder. Unless he gets hungry, of course. The Fisherman. The Fisherman will meet you in Darkwood and show you the way to Pilgrim's Passage. He seeks the beasts of the deep. If you catch them for him, he will reward you with holy talisman pieces. And the fisherman is definitely a man, definitely not a fish. You will meet these characters and many more in your quest to free the one who waits. The cards you're dealt, the weapons you're gifted, and the knowledge you gather will serve you well as leader of the one true cult. All right, so that is the game. I want to show these videos, Jenny, because I know people watch this say, you guys are dramatic. You guys are putting sauce on it for views or to get, you know, thousands of people to watch. But this is the bottom line reality. And what really blows me away, and then I'll hear your thoughts on this, Jenny, is just talking about gaining a cult following, sacrificing your followers, cleansing the non-believers. And then we mm -hmm. have all these school shootings and we go, I don't understand why this kid shot up a bunch of people. I don't understand why people start cults. I don't understand why we're having this violence and this demonic stuff happening to our kids. Yet these are the number one. And the reason why I like to talk about the trending stuff going on, because it shows us the pulse of the world. The pulse of the world is the number one most selling game is about building a cult. So it shows us this is where the world is at. Like it's not an obscure game I found in an archive. We could find a hundred of those. This is number one. And no one's going like, 
What's wrong with this? If you go to the comments, people are like, this looks amazing. Can't wait to get this for my kids. And I'm thinking like, what, what is going on? I almost want to start building an ark when I watch these videos. I'm like, Noah, where are you at? Get the boat. Jesus is getting ready to come back. Because if we don't, we don't rise up and do what we're doing tonight and talk about these things and expose these things. And later we're going to talk about children deliverance. So we're not just going to tell you all the bad stuff. We're going to teach you how to deliver your kids later. We really do need to blow the trumpet, sound the alarm. The devil's bold. And I believe, Jenny, it's time for the church to be bold. What are your thoughts? thoughts just watching that um that video i was blown away you guys i didn't get to see the clip i'm watching them live with you and um while i was watching i like my stomach was turning and as isaiah began to talk i i i'm getting emotional like it makes me want to cry it's very very heartbreaking because you guys there are children who are suicidal and they're yep. dealing with all kinds of stuff and this is what the enemy demons are putting in our kids heads and their minds and the thing about it is the parents in the other room have no clue what's going yep. on and so this is heartbreaking to me and yet the church will say well don't speak in tongues because the world's gonna think that's a come little on too Jenny. crazy don't fall out because they're gonna think that's a little we don't want to scare them away What's going on in the church is not scaring them away. Trust me. If anything, they're bored to death and they won't even come back. Yep. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, not just back in our churches, but back in our homes. Kids on fire for God. That video, if that is not the biggest wake up call. I mean, Isaiah, we were live. We did the panda thing, my panda, my choice, the whole, that whole thing. We've done a live on the Travis Scott thing and the music industry. And it's like, we keep sounding the alarm and we keep saying, Hey guys, this is not okay. It's time to wake up. And you know, the pushback that we get, it's honestly, Isaiah, I don't know if you're getting any different type of pushback. I'm not getting pushback on my page from people that don't believe in God. They're not on there just arguing and fighting it's christians yes, yes. who are saying you guys are doing too yes, much yes oh you're installing someone wrote a comment oh isaiah's installing fear in demons correct you're come right. on installing fear in demons because i'm telling you there is a remnant that is rising i know it looks bad mama i know it looks bad father but can i come on and encourage you there are some people who will pray your kids through come and on. i believe that your family will be delivered but here's the thing you can't sit idly by and go well god just you just better come if you don't just come and do it no get yourself up get in there talk to those kids pray with those kids. come on start having bible study isaiah you know what's going to take place in this house this weekend some of you have been following my stories we cleared out our whole back room come on and we created a game room, which is actually going to be for core teens. We're bringing all the teen girls over to this house because my daughter was going through some stuff. And I said to her, why didn't you tell us what was going on? Why didn't you tell us what, the day that it happened? Why is it like all these months later, we didn't even know that you were struggling, that we were going through this in your mind. She was just like, I didn't know what to do because of the school. She was like, I'm so pressured. She's like, I've got... I left the house knowing who I was. And when I got around all of this extreme pressure, she said, I didn't know who I was. And so, you know what I said? I didn't say, well, you better figure it out. Come on, Jenny. You better know who you are. I said, no, 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 I'm gonna help you. We're gonna get all the girls together and we're gonna talk, I'm gonna sit you all down and we're gonna talk and say, hey, this is who we are in Christ. Come Tell me on. about your day.
Tell me what's going on in school. Tell me what you're struggling with. Parents, talk to these kids. Open up and say, hey, it's okay. This is a safe place. Because kids that don't feel like they have a safe place, they're playing that game. Mm. My daughter would go to that game. She would go, uh-uh, I'm not, I can't do this. This don't even feel right. Why? Because we're raising her up. So it, it's, it's mind-blowing. I'm going to let you talk and just even compose my thoughts about what I just saw. So good, Jenny. And I love what you said, guys. The goal of tonight and these videos we've been doing, we're on like part two or three now, is not to say rip it out of your kid's hand, tell them, no, you can't do that. Explain to them why you don't want them playing that. Explain to them the dangers of what they're seeing on the screen. Explain to them why the Bible teaches us that we shouldn't be worshiping other gods like they're doing in those video games. So we don't just remove it from them we need to replace it with something else replace it with the word of god like jenny said we're gonna invite all the girls over we're gonna have a hangout we're gonna have a prayer time i'm gonna teach you guys that's doing something now some of you are like well that's a lot of work and i know that's why we give them the ipad because it's a lot of work to be a parent but guess what you had them i mean i hate to say yeah. this i have so many friends jenny they have all these kids and then they decide, well, I don't really want them anymore. Like, I just want to go party still. I, I still want to go do my own thing and kind of like leave my kids with a babysitter. I still want to go pursue my career. And again, guys, I'm not saying don't pursue your career, but I'm thinking you're the one that had five kids. Like you're the one that had four kids. I have four children. I chose to have those kids. So I'm not going to complain about changing a diaper. I'm not going to complain about cleaning, helping my wife clean the house. I'm not going to complain about driving my kids, by the way, an hour to school every single day and an hour back every single day so they can go to a small Christian private school that basically homeschools the kids. I'm not going to complain because me driving two hours a day, taking my kids to a private Christian school is worth me not having to deal with all this garbage that they're teaching them in the schools is worth and me going, okay, I had the kids. So for some of you, it is, it is strong truth, but you do need to grow up because there's a lot of kids raising kids. And I feel like God is saying it's time for us to really grow up, take responsibility. Jenny, everywhere I travel, I tell young guys and young girls this, Adam, and while I'm at the altar, do you, cause they say I'm struggling and I'm, I'm talking with them. Do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Then guess what? It isn't about you anymore. So you don't get to, I'm just struggling. I don't know if I'm going to serve God much longer. No, no, no. You don't get to do none of that. You have children. Do it for your kids. Pray for your children. Worship because you have children. Go and fast because you have kids. You, there's too much at stake for you to come and say, I just don't have time, brother. I'm tired. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the energy. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is going to give you the power, give you the energy to teach, yeah. to train, and to raise your kids in the way that they should go. And the Bible says, and they will not depart. Gifts, children are a gift from God. The Bible says they're a reward. If you have kids, God has rewarded you. God gave you. And isn't this beautiful, Jenny? And this is a revelation I'm getting right now. God blesses the unbeliever with children. This is, this is incredible. God blesses and rewards even those that don't serve him and, and love him and care about him with children. The Bible says God reigns on the just and the unjust. God doesn't say, oh, I'm not going to reign over there because that guy's wicked, so I'm going to make his crops die. God says, I'm going to reign on both because the kindness of God leads them to repentance. So God is so good, but I don't want to have four gifts. And by the way, if you didn't know this, many in the chat probably didn't, we weren't even supposed to have kids. My wife went in on our second child, Jenny, for an ultrasound and the doctor, I kid you not, said, you shouldn't have even been able to have one kid and you're pregnant with your second kid. And guess what? We have four kids now. Now, mind you, it took us about a year, every each one to have the kid, but God has blessed us. So if the doctor says 99% chance you shouldn't have kids and I have four, who do you think gave me those kids? 
They're a gift from God. And so we can't look at our kids. And I, I even feel this. I'm just hearing the Holy Spirit say this. There's some of you right now because of demonic spirits, you're demonized. You don't love your kids, but I believe God is going to remove that spirit of hatred out of you. Jenny, I have people all the time in my broadcast saying, I want to love my kids, but for some reason I have no love for my children. Friend, that is a demonic spirit causing you to not love your kids. And I just want to tag that on there. God is going to deliver you tonight from that demonic spirit. He's going to give you joy to help your kids, to pray with your kids, to read with your kids, to serve your kids. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you resources. He's going to be the one. If God makes sure every bird eats, then God's going to provide for your family. You can be delivered of that. Let's go into another trend here, Jenny. We just covered yeah. that Cult of the Lamb video game. Talk a little bit about, there's a trend that has resurfaced on TikTok. Again, we are exposing these things, if you guys didn't realize what the, the title is, and it's called Yellow Door, Red Door. This is a new tr a trend that's from a few years ago. It's resurfacing now. I, I edited a little video I'll show you guys in a minute. Talk to us a little bit what you know about this Red Door, or is it, yeah, Yellow Door, Red Door, Red Door, Yellow Door, and what's going on with this trend, Jenny? I believe that it is a way for demons to enter into kids. Yep. I believe that it's also instilling fear in kids from just hearing about what's going on. But basically what they're doing is they're putting them in this um, like hypnosis state. And by the way, that in itself, it's just basically where you open up your mind yes. for suggestion, any outside suggestion. So you're completely open for whatever the person that's hypnotizing you says. And so it, it, it's, I watched a little bit of it and I said, oh my goodness, okay. The devil is not even hiding anymore. So kids are seeing all kinds of figures. They're being scarred. You're seeing videos where they're screaming. People are putting up videos saying, don't do this game. It's very dangerous. People are saying that you could die from this game. Like it is absolutely crazy. And I remember something like this when I was growing up, guys, I'm 40 years old. And when I was growing up, it was uh, things like Bloody Mary. And I remember doing that with friends. And so we're seeing that the enemy is taking these little bitty trends here and there. And now it's nonstop an onslaught of these insane demonic trends. And this red door, yellow door, and they're chanting it and doing all this stuff. It is absolutely demonic. If you're a teenager and you're on here and you're listening, I believe that God brought you here Talk just to hear this message. That is not the door you need to open danger i came out of witchcraft came out of the occult i remember asking demons to enter me literally getting in circles with friends and saying this and guys i had to go through hours of deliverance later on in life so i'm here to tell you stop while you're ahead you don't need to prove that you're cool and open doors to demons entering you because when your friends go back to their house you're laying in your bed absolutely tormented and this thing does not want to leave you it wants to go yep. all the way to adulthood and take you out its motive is kill steal destroy yes. kill steal destroy every single day that demon is going kill steal destroy everything you have and everything that you'll ever be that's its purpose is to take that out and this red door yellow door i, I see that it, it is super demonic and i'll say too it's much easier to get a demon in than to get a demon out there's people come that on. come and say i've been trying to get delivered from the spirit i've been going for prayer from everybody these demons are extremely stubborn especially if you invite them in it's like one thing to go sin and a demon comes in it's another thing when you're opening 
the door, inviting them into you. And guys, anything that you're dealing with trances or you're dealing with hallucination or you're dealing with a drug to cause you to hallucinate or the power of suggestion, you're opening yourself up to demonic spirits. That's what this is. I have this video, I edited it down to two minutes because the original video was, I think, too graphic. And this is not graphic for some, it might be a little alarming. Let me just make some disclaimers before I play this. This will not give you a demon by watching this, okay? You don't get no. a demon by watching it, you get a demon by doing it. So I want you guys to know, when you watch Deliverances, you can't get a demon from watching, you get a demon from sinning. So just know, I know you're gonna say, I don't wanna watch this, I might get a demon. You're not gonna get a demon, we want to. One side of me, Jenny, says like, well, maybe we shouldn't because we might scare somebody. The other side of me says, we need to expose these things. Like, we need to show these things to show you the dangers of what's really going on. Because some of you, I get it, you work in 9 to 5, you don't even know what's going on. So here we are, we've done the research. We're gonna show you a little bit about this game. As Jenny said, it's all about going into a trance, going into a house, and basically people see demons, demons enter them, and you're gonna literally see on video here, demons entering people. That's what it is. There's no joke about it, no game. And if you're a young person watching and you're like, I'm afraid that I had, had a demon enter us, God can deliver you tonight. And, and I want you to be afraid of these things. If you're like afraid of this now, I want that. That's what I want. I want you to realize how real it is. And this is not just a game. There's people on TikTok saying, oh, it's just a game. It's no big deal. It's just a trance. It is a big deal. It's not a game. It's your life at stake. These are real unclean spirits, the Bible calls them, that want to come in and destroy your life. And me and Jenny have cast these demons out of people. Like yes. we've dealt with demon after demon of people that played Ouija board and a spirit followed them home and won't leave them alone. It's a terrible feeling to have a spirit that won't leave you. I've had multiple friends have spirits come through Ouija boards that wouldn't leave them alone. So, all right, let's watch this. It's two minutes here and then we'll kind of share our thoughts here. If you have earphones in, there is a part that gets loud. So just make sure your volume is not too loud if you're listening on your earphones. Here we go. No. Go towards the light more. Go like more like in the center of the kitchen? Yes. Alright. I'm in the center now. It's it's just it's like now it's like neon white. I'm in a totally different room now. It's all white. All white? Is there anyone with you? No. Wait, this dude. Is this all playing black man? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? What? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you alive? Yeah. It was an all-plain black man? Are you serious? Are you joking? No. Oh my god. Yes. He was in the game. Okay. Are you okay? What? No. Oh my god. What? Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. I, I woke wanna, you up. I, I, I just want to play Madden. Oh my god. Red door, yellow door, any other color door. 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 Red door, yellow door, any other. Ah! Kissy! Kissy! What are you saying, guys? What did you say? Kissy, what did you say? Color door. Red door, yellow door, any other color door. Red door, yellow door, any other color door. Red door, yellow door, any other color door. Alright. Do you see a red door? Or I just oh, hold on. What do you see? Hold on, hold on. Color door. I see a blue one. You see a blue door? Yeah, only blue. Only blue door? Yeah. Do you feel safe going in there? Yeah, I want to go in there. Alright, go. Can you can you walk? Yeah. Okay, go in there and see what like. Open the door. What do you see? It's going downstairs. Going downstairs. Do you feel safe going now? No. Fuck, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm going. 
What do you see? Is it dark? Is it a dark door? Yo, yo. Yeah, the door. Yeah, the door. What do you see? It's like a purple door, red door, and a yellow one. Are you in the room? Yeah. Oh shit! What do you see? <gasps> Are you playing? You know, this nice. <gasps> There's ice, look at me! Did they eat for real? Wake him up! Wake him up! Wake up! Wake Are you for real? Alright, so there you guys see it. Super, super demonic. I edited out a lot of the stuff that was a little bit just too crazy. But this is literal demons coming into people, which is why me and Jenny spend so much focus on helping people get free, come out of the occult, come out of this demonic stuff going on. This is what our children are doing on TikTok. They're watching this on TikTok. They're getting curious. They're going to their friend's house for a sleepover and they're all gathering around. And the parent that you don't even really know is letting them do this. And subsequently, they're opening door to demons thinking it's no big deal. So important that we do this tonight, Jenny. I know some of it's graphic. It's gonna get, there's some stuff we're gonna talk about even more sensitive, but I really do believe that God is exposing this. God tells us to expose the works of darkness. So we yes. need to expose this, we need to pray, and we all need to be trained up to help do deliverance on this next generation. This is, I wouldn't even say arguably, the most demonized generation ever because of cell phones. Guys, this is the greatest portal into the demonic realm is the phone. They can now go on TikTok, and which to me, TikTok is the worst, absolute worst social media thing ever, but they could go on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and just watch all types of craziness right there at the palm of their hand. So I, I don't know, Jenny, I'm super leery about parents that say, well, I don't wanna monitor their phone. I don't wanna look at what they're doing on their iPad and go, I would say, go through their stuff. I would say, look at what they're looking at, watch because Kids don't have the discernment to say, I shouldn't be doing this. They don't have the ability to know what's right from wrong. And they just blindly kind of do stuff. We know this. And that's why God's put us to help govern them and guide them. So do you have any thoughts on, on that video, Jenny? It's just, it's, I mean, we talked about it already. It's just craziness. Yeah, it's crazy. And the thing about it is, is many of you saw that video and you thought the person that was laying there was hitting the demons. But can I tell you something? What I saw from watching that was that demons had surrounded every, all the people involved, yep. everybody chanting, everybody watching, even if they didn't really participate, they most likely had opened up themselves to at least a spirit of fear and torment that left with them. And so guys, we've got to close these doors. And like Isaiah just said, we need to be going through the phones and things like that. You know, when we, we went camping with Steve and our family, we went camping, we got to the campsite one time and Steven said, hold on everybody. Don't get out of the car. He could see that, you know, stuff was moved around on the campsite. So you know what he did as the father and the protector of our family? He got out first and went through everything, went through the RV, went through the rooms, went through all the whole campsite with the flashlight and looked through it all. Why? Because he loved us that much to protect us. You need to explain that to your kids. You know, I remember being in a hotel somewhere and they thought somebody had stalked me and followed me and then gotten into my room. And the people walked with me. They Come went on. through my whole room, pulled back the curtains, the bathroom, the shower, everything. And they made sure that I was safe and protected before they just sent me in. 
I'm doing the same thing with my daughter's phone. And we make it so that she doesn't think that it's just a random thing. We make it a very normal thing. Hey, give the phone up. We're going to do a just random check. No big deal. Just a random check. And then it'll be a, a, a while before we do it again. Why? Because we love her so much. And every now and then we'll find something. We'll be like, hey, that ain't cool right there. That's got to go. That's going to open the door to this, this, and this. And I know you don't see it, but I'm telling you. And then we explain our testimony. Mommy and daddy went through this. I had this. Daddy had that. Daddy was locked in a closet and he had fear. And we we share our testimony with our daughter so that she doesn't just hear us go, no, because I said so. We say, no, hey, this is the real deal stuff that's going on. We're going to equip you because when you leave this house, we want to make sure that you are ready for the battlefield. Guys, our kids are on a Come battlefield. On. And if Come that on. video didn't show you, and that's just one of so many. Isaiah, when I was studying it today, I had to get off. I had to get off the whole entire internet because I was like, oh my gosh, what we grew up with is magnified times 10. Yeah. These yeah. trends are absolutely insane. I saw some of the weirdest, most disgusting, vile, sexual, uh, and then just ones that are just just nonsense. I mean, you guys remember the Tide Pod thing? You guys remember where they were just playing this game and going through fences and all this stuff, the Pokemon stuff and chasing the weird stuff. People are snorting stuff and drinking bleach and um, eating cinnamon. And why? The devil wants to absolutely shame and strip your child of all dignity. And mm. so he can strip it down and then it can try to manipulate, intimidate and dominate. That's the name of the game. And so these kids are doing things. They're pressure from all sides to what? Perform. So and, and social media has not made it any better. Isaiah, when I was growing yep. up, if a child wanted to be known, guess what they had to do? Go to acting school, find someone that scouted them out, and then get put in a movie or do some really cool thing in sports and get to the Olympics of some sort. There was no media where you could instantly go viral and yep. thousands and thousands and hundreds and thousands of people and millions would know your name. Our children have that ability. We never had that ability. And the enemy is using that where God can use it to, to spread the gospel. The enemy wants to twist it, pervert it, and strip our kids of all dignity. When Jezebel came for the forerunner, John the Baptist, she came for the head. And she wanted to parade it around and embarrass and make him just stripped of all dignity. And that's what the enemy is doing. It's coming for our kids and wants to take them out, wants to cut off the head, the forerunners, the pioneers, those that are prophetic, those that are strong, those that are revivalists, those that are gifted. The enemy sees them as a threat and he's coming for them. That's why we're doing this broadcast because we're saying, no, not on our watch. And I want to say this too, Jenny, we think the devil plays fair. So we're like, oh, you know, they're just kids. Guys, the word fair doesn't exist in his vocabulary. He doesn't even know when you say that's not fair. The devil's like, what do you mean fair? I don't play fair. Where in the Bible does it say the devil plays by rules? He is a rule breaker. That's literally what got the devil cast out of heaven was he broke rules. He came against God saying, I want to exalt myself in the place of honor and exalt myself above the stars. And God kicked him out of heaven. And then another thing I wanted to add, Jenny, as you were talking, I was thinking about most of the people and you, you might agree or maybe don't that we do deliverance on got demons when they were a kid. I would say like 
Yes. I don't even know how many times I'm casting out a demon and the demon says, I've been here since they were five. I've been here yeah. since they were eight. I've been here since they were six. That that age from, you know, four to 10, 12, 13, 14, where the kid's trying to figure out where they are and what they're supposed to do. There's so many opportunities for fear, for anxiety, for confusion, for worry, for these spirits to come in. And it doesn't have to be fair. The devil's not playing fair. We're Christians are so worried about, we got to play by the rules and play fair and make sure we're all cute and sanitized. The devil's like, I'm taking the boxing gloves off, going bare knuckle, and the church is hiding out, warming a chair. I really do believe we need to be militant and stop being, stop being, how do I say this nicely? Soft. We are so soft. I was going to say another word, but I'll probably get in trouble. We are so soft as the church that we're like, we don't really want to offend people and confront, and it might be weird. Who cares if you're weird? I would rather be the weird one and have kids that fear the Lord than be off with my kids, you know, and it's an epidemic right now. It's an epidemic of pastors that have kids that are not serving God. So many, I don't, I wouldn't even name them. I could go on a list of pastors who are mega, 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 mega church pastors. All their kids are atheists. All their kids are backslidden. All their kids are not serving God. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Let me just share one thing here quick, Jenny, for five seconds. A guy like Bob Larson, okay? I know Bob Larson has a ton of controversy. People say, oh, Bob Larson charges for this, and everyone has. Let me say this about Bob Larson. Not only has he done 50,000 certified deliverances in the last 45 years of his ministry, when I talked to Bob Larson for the first time, and he started telling me, I think he has three or four girls, how all of them waited till marriage, all of them are serving the Lord, all of them are in ministry, all of them. I started thinking, Jenny, here you have a guy that spent his entire life doing deliverance, casting demons out of people and people would tell him that's that's you know not healthy for your family not healthy for your kids and i started thinking about bob larson all of his kids serving god all of them waited till marriage were pure all of them love god okay that's a deliverance ministry guy then i look at and i won't name any because it's there's no reason to all of these mega church guys i could name and none of their kids are serving god none of their kids are worshiping him and they don't do any type of spiritual warfare they don't do any type of miracle ministry and in my mind i thought I would rather be like Bob Larson, who's focusing on this and all my kids serving God. There's fruit. I mean, look at the fruit here, as opposed to being this watered down preacher where I don't live it at home and none of my kids are serving God. So there's, there's, I, I know that's an interesting idea, but there's something that I thought about when I looked at Bob Larson. I thought, man, this guy's given 45 years of his life to casting out demons. Say what you want about him. He's given 45 years of his life and all of his kids are serving God. Yet most of the pastors you guys look up to on social media and on TV, none of their kids are serving the Lord. So I think there's something to be said about taking care of your home, being a protector of your home, being a watchman, just like if somebody broke into my literal home, I would meet them at the door. I've said this before with a shotgun. I know you guys are like, you're from California. You don't believe in guns. No, trust me. Somebody breaks in with my five girls in my house, my four babies and my wife. I'm meeting them at the door with a shotgun, okay? And and I'll pray, pray before or after. I don't know. But I'm not messing around when it comes to intruders. So Amen. in the same way, spiritually... I'm not going to let intruders in spiritually into my home and mess with my kids. Another agenda, we won't have time to go into like all these different topics, but another agenda we want to talk about tonight is the LGBTQ yeah. agenda. This is massive. This is major. We are not here to condemn, to hate on. We love the LGBTQ community. I pray for the LGBTQ community. I help people in that community. I've seen people get healed, delivered, saved. I preached every month for eight years in downtown San Francisco. So don't even say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been up in it for eight years, every single month. That's a lot of times preaching in San Francisco. That's a lot of times. I mean, what, 12 months in a year, eight years. That's like over a hundred times I preach in downtown San Francisco. But the flip side of that is the devil has a demonic agenda. 
using the LGBTQ community to confuse our children, to get this into children's movies, to get this into children's music, to get this into the schools. There is an all out assault, Jenny, from the LGBTQ community on children, on our young people right now. I know you have a little bit of a testimony with this growing up, Jenny, would you mind sharing that? And then we'll show a couple clips here. Yeah, I wanna say, you know, we, I came out of that lifestyle. I came out of a gay lifestyle. So people that know me know that's my heart. I know that there's freedom in Jesus, but we are looking at a major identity crisis right now. Yep. We're looking at mass confusion that the enemy is just pouring out on the whole generation, it seems like. But I remember um, being in high school. I remember getting into witchcraft, being in an abusive family. I was in a, in a Christian home, but it wasn't, you know, safe, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. It was more religion, um, cultic activity that was going on in the church. If you don't know my testimony, go watch Dangers of Witchcraft in the Church Part 2. I tell you about all these weird things that went on in the church. It made us take certain pills. They made us lay down on our faces for hours. They would come over and blow in our faces and do strange things in the middle of service. Um, and pretend to be angels that were doing this to us. So I grew up wow. in the church world. And so that's really what oh, I feel like opened up this demonic realm to me, what I was seeing and what was happening to me. Um, and I remember being in school and I started to get bullied. I started to get vitiligo, white spots on my skin. And the kids were brutal. I mean, they, 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 uh, tore me up from the moment that I stepped on the school property to the moment that I left, pull my hair, hit me in the back of the head. They would just always be pushing me and trying to fight me and calling me names. They call me the ugly girl. And so from that, Isaiah, I felt rejected. And the spirit of rejection was so deep in me. If you said, I love you, I didn't receive that. Wow. I didn't believe anybody that said that. Not my parents, not my siblings, no one. And so I remember feeling like, nobody's nobody loves me nobody likes me and then i remember this one song watch this connection this one song and it came out and there had never been a song like this ever and the song was i kissed a girl and i liked it mm. that was the song guys probably if you're older you'll remember yep. that song Katy Perry. and i remember when it came out huge controversy like what why would they make a song like that people were freaking out and I was secretly listening to this song in a Christian home over and over and over and over and over. And in my mind, this is what began to happen. I do like girls. Wow. I don't like From men. a song. From a song. And I, I actually saw it as like, wow, you know what? I can find love over here. You know, I'm not wrong for this because if I'm feeling this, then it must be right because it's my feelings and my feelings are just right. And they're validated. And so, and, and my mom, I remember um, me and this girl were writing letters back and forth. We were literally dating in high school. And my mom came in, she found some letters. I mean, this is a Pentecostal mama, y'all. Came in and found letters of her teenage daughter writing another girl. And she began to read this stuff. And my mom says, sit up on this bed right now. And I, I took my rebellious self and, <clears throat> what do you want? Da, da, da. And my mom she laid her hands on me, Isaiah, and she began to pray over me. And she said, in the name of Jesus, you will not have my daughter. I break Come this on. off of her life. And the whole time I was sitting there rolling my eyes. Now I see it as manifesting. Rolling my eyes in my heart. I was actually thinking, I hope she dies. I want her to go away wow. because she's against me. 
And so for I left the house, I ran away, I ended up being homeless. You guys know my story, nine years out on the streets, drugs, meth, heroin, crack, everything you can imagine, in and out of jail, multiple, multiple times in jail, lived in people's backyards, in sheds, insane out of my mind. And I was living this lifestyle. I was dating women, dating men. I was so promiscuous. I was just all over the place. And I remember not feeling like God even wanted to look at me. My prayers did not matter. I was so ashamed. I couldn't tell anybody in the church. I didn't even feel like like I belonged in the church. I could even go and get prayer or help because I felt like this was in me and there was nothing I could do to get it out. But I'm going to tell you, most of you know my story. God delivered me. When God delivered me of that and and he, he just cleaned up my whole life. That part of me was completely taken out. The desire, the look, the want, the curiosity, all of that was removed. And when I actually talk about it, it's like I'm talking about somebody I don't even know because it's so far from me. And so when people say, well, you know, you can't say that you got delivered. That's so rude. That's so mean to me. No, I can say it because I've been there. I've Come done on. that. I've dated women. I understand the gay lifestyle. I understand what it is to be ashamed, condemned. I know what it is for people to be mean to me. I know what it is to be ashamed. I understand that. But I know that there is a saving grace and his name is Come Jesus on. Christ. And if you are struggling, with thoughts, secret thoughts, and you're in the church and you can't tell anybody, there is freedom for you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And you can go, I've already prayed, I've already done deliverance. Honey, don't stop praying, don't stop knocking, don't stop asking, because God will set you free. And it's a lifestyle change. It's a, Sometimes it's a process, he'll peel it back. He'll pull things out. He'll put his spirit in you. And before you know it, you'll look back and you'll be like, whoa, I don't even look at that anymore. I don't even desire that anymore. I don't see that sister like that anymore. That's the work of God. And so when I see what the what the agenda is that the devil's doing with the, the youth, it is unreal. Back in the day, that was one song. One song, and it went around the world. It was like shocking. Now it's almost in yep. everything you could even imagine. I don't listen to secular music because it is foul. I know that Come on. we just saw Beyonce just released an album and 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 and, and I haven't the, the Holy Spirit won't actually let me listen to the melodies because I, I love you, but I did get to look at the lyrics. I read them because I like to know what's going on. I don't think church people should just bury their head in the sand and just go to service and fall out and then go back home. We need to know what's going on so that we can properly pray through and have strategic plans of actually taking back the land for God. And so I looked at that and I said, whoa, there is a major, major agenda, even with very popular people who are not gay. They're not in that lifestyle. They're promoting it. It's almost that they're pushing it into our kids' faces. They want five-year-olds to know about this. They want four babies, little babies to know about this. For what reason? Because the enemy knows this is a grooming strategy. Yes. Just like pedophiles groom kids. You know what they do to groom kids? They'll show them something one time. And they come and do it again, and they do it again. They touch them one way, one time, and then again, and again. They'll pull their hair one way. I'm serious. I literally studied this. And they do it again and again until it becomes familiar. Wow. So now it's not shocking to the child 
and then they can do something even worse. And then after that, they get it gets worse and progressively worse and worse and worse. And that's how children get caught up in all of this sex trafficking mess. The enemy is after the kids. You can just turn on the news and you can see it right there for yourself. From Disney and what they're doing, uh, listen, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Things that we grew up with, y'all thought it was innocent. We all did. Bambi, everything. I'm like, what has happened? Crazy. And it's out in the open now. They're not hiding it. They're saying, no, this is what we want. We want to show your kids two cartoon women not kissing, making out yep, yep. on a eight-year-old show, Jurassic World Camp. Yep. Literally women kissing on the show that is made for seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. I mean, you talked about Toy Story the last time. Two male characters kissing. And I said this in one of our broadcasts that we did. The Lord gave me a vision. I was on, we were on our way somewhere. We were riding a motorcycle and the Lord gave me a vision. And I literally saw cartoons and content made for children and it was full on it almost looked like full on porn i'm not wow. even kidding it was so like they were the, the characters were in the bed and we had become so used to seeing it because again the enemy's been grooming us that little kids could watch it and be like oh that's just love oh that's just what you know they do oh that's just what you do when you like a girl and you're a girl that's just what you do when you like a boy and you're a boy and that's okay and so now kids are going to school they're confused how do they fit in the enemy makes them think you got to fit in because you have to like this and wear this flag and support this and if you don't then you're hateful come and you're on evil and that's that it. is a lie from the come on come on we hold up the standard and the banner of righteousness. It's not that we made it up. I didn't write this book. Come on. I, I didn't write not a single sentence in it, not a period, not a punctuation, nothing. This is the word of God. And God did not come down 10 years ago and say, we're going to go ahead and change it up a little bit because, you know, the culture, we're going a different way now. And that's not how it, no, no, no. He changes not. This is still the word of God. If you believe that, you need to type in the comments. It's still the word of God. We stand on this. We cannot budge. We cannot say, well, you know, we're going to make everybody just hate us. Listen, that is not our goal. We are not here to be liked. We are here to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and see people and the captives set free. Do you think that the, the people that are bound up in this lifestyle that go home and commit suicide all the time and this LGBTQ lifestyle, do you think that many of them want to live that lifestyle? Mm. I can tell you, honestly, when you sit down with them, many of them are tortured in their mind. They'll tell you yep. their life is horrible. It's miserable. Inside, they're tormented. You know why? Those are demons that are tormenting them. Yep. And we have the answer, Isaiah, and it's Jesus. Come on. So good, Jenny. I want to play also a clip. This is probably one of the most bizarre clips you'll ever see. This is from the San Francisco Gay Men's mm -hmm. Choir. And this is like, I thought about, I was going through clips today, what we're going to show and let it, let them tell it for themselves what their agenda is. I don't know if there's anything, any other clip better than to show the devil's agenda for our generation. Everything you just said, hit the nail on the head. This is the devil's plan for our generation. And by calling it no big deal, we are doing a disservice to the kingdom of God. This is a major deal. So let's play this clip here. I won't play the whole thing because it is, I think it's like three or four minutes, but I want to show you guys, this is not my video. This is their video. I got it from the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir web uh, YouTube channel. And this is what they have to say about what they're doing to your kids. L watch this video. Look at the screen here. 
As we celebrate Pride and the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights? You say we all lead lives you can't respect? But you're just frightened? You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. Oh, and you'll be disgusted. When they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight. Like information. Guess what? You'll still be alright. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it. Cause even grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. Your children will care about fairness and justice for others. what to say jenny i'm literally at a loss for words disgusting that's that's the agenda so if you guys are wondering was that satire were they serious that's on their youtube channel and they're dead serious and it's it's their it's their agenda to convert and if you saw some of the wording it said we're going to turn your kids against you i'm just going to quote some of their words we're going to convert your children they're going to convert their brothers and sisters they're going to convert you and we're going to make them our allies that's the plan 
the plan is to get your kids to rebel against you, to be disobedient. The Bible says the prince of the power of the air spirit, the devil's spirit works in the children of disobedience. That's the devil's goal. His goal is to get your kids to disobey you so that his spirit can work in them. That's why the Bible over and over, Jenny says, children obey your parents. Children obey your parents. Children obey your parents because the devil knows if he can get them to disobey you, they can do what they want. Let me show one more clip here, Jenny. This is a video I did recently of the whole drag queen. This was an event they did called Drag Your Kids to Pride. This is disgusting, demonic. This is all demonic. And I'm glad you're willing to say this as well, Jenny, because so many people, I'm afraid to say it's demonic. What you saw right there is people manifesting, them singing yeah. the song, we're going to convert, we're going to change your kids. Not on our watch, you're not. Maybe whoever you're singing about, but not our kids. I want to show you guys another clip here, the craziness that the LGBTQ is going to reach our kids. Watch this clip here. Do you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and, and I hope so. Diamond. How do you think the event went today? I think it was amazing. I never get to like perform in front of children. Do you think that exposing uh, children to drag will lead children to do drag in the future in the long run? Not if they don't want to do drag. I'm a gay man and I don't want to do drag. <laughs> it's not grooming. It's not you will be what you what you are we're not going to turn you into something else because you come and see this event i think so um and and i hope so you like dancing for little children you don't think that's disgusting Dancing around for get little children. Away from me. Don't you get think that's disgusting? I need you to hey, you don't think that's, get the you don't fuck think, away. Hey, well, you can't just touch me. You don't think hey, that's you disgusting? Can't do, do me. You don't Your think mom's that's a disgusting? bitch. Go on. You don't think that's ahead, disgusting? Dancing for little children. All right, I'm going to turn it off there because there's a bunch of language. And I apologize. One of those parts I should have edited out. I skipped it right there. But it is graphic. It is graphic what the devil's doing. It's sexualizing. It should be illegal. 
it's literally pedophilia becoming normal. And in fact, I have a video coming out this weekend, Jenny, about that, that they're literally saying we should no longer vilify pedophiles. They're calling them maps now. If you guys haven't heard this new term, minor attracted persons. So no longer are they pedophiles, which if you don't know, the Webster definition of a pedophile is someone that sexualizes children. That's what Webster calls a pedophile. But now they're saying we're going to change it from pedophile. And this is happening right now. We're going to change it from pedophile to minor attracted persons. So it's no longer bad. Listen, let me, let me say this. If there is something in you causing you to be attracted to children, that is a demon. That's the yeah. bottom line. God did not make Period. you that way. God did not make you. That is a demonic spirit, which I've dealt with that with other people many times. I have these uh, uh, desires for kids. That's a spirit of perversion. We're going to cast it out of you. That is not yeah. God. That is a demonic spirit. Now, I want to play one last clip here just to, again, we're showing what they are saying and what they believe. This is actually a drag queen agreeing with us. Yes, yes, a drag queen, a very famous popular drag queen. Look at what she has to say about this entire agenda. Watch this, guys. I have no idea why you want drag queens to read books to your children. I have no idea. What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is a, a, an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing. Okay, so he says, he agrees with us, Jenny. He says, why are you bringing your kids into a club for grown men 
to dance for your kids. It's illegal to bring children into strip clubs, yet if it's a if it's a guy dancing, it's legal now. And this is what, there was a big protest, Jenny, outside the nightclub saying, how are telling, because those cops outside, obviously, and they said, how are you going to let little kids in the nightclub? And that sign, I know this is so gross, the sign in the back that you guys saw, it literally said, this is not going to lick itself. It's not going to lick itself. That's what the sign said. And here you have kids handing the money to the strippers, male strippers, mind you, and the cops are outside doing nothing. I'm like, that's that's sexual abuse it is right abuse. there. It yeah, is. Gr grooming, like you said, Jenny, it's sexual abuse. So we need to have a burden. We need to pray. This is a demonic agenda. We're going to have to do a part three, part four. There's so much more we can say about this, about yeah. abortion. Next week, I have somebody who's an abortion uh, sp a speaker on abortion coming and talking to me on the broadcast. We're going to be exposing abortion next week. But man, this is all Jenny targeting our children. This yeah. whole agenda is targeting these young people. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. Do you have any thoughts? I know it's, it's uh, Jenny, I know it's hard to talk about. I know I feel the same way. It's like, it gets emotional. Your stomach's turning. Yeah. I feel the same way. I debate whether I should even show some of this, but I'm thinking, man, we're so asleep, Jenny, to what's really going yeah. on in culture. And we're so asleep to what our kids are involved in and the war that they're having to face. I really want you guys to wake up tonight to man up to woman up, to get your weapon out, to get the word of God and to get involved with your kid's life. You have any thoughts on that, Jenny? Yeah, I mean, I'm just blown away by it all. And again, y'all, if this does not grip your heart, I, I don't even know, are you alive? Like, are you awake? If this doesn't do something to you, cause a righteous anger just to rise up where you go, no, I've got to get up and do something. And the thing about it is, is a lot of the doing something, it is not going and just standing with a sign and saying, get out of here, get out of here. No, win the loss. You can actually win the loss and you can turn the whole world upside down. That's what we are called to do in exposing this darkness. It's, it's unbelievable. Isaiah, listen, I remember seeing on the news a little boy. Many of you know him. He's like a famous drag queen boy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and and when I saw it, and 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 people were just going off in the comments, and you know this this little boy with the wig on and just tossing his hair and doing all these extravagant movements that honestly, real women, us ladies, y'all, we don't even do that stuff. Like it's crazy. It's a whole spirit. And I said, this is a little seven year old boy, and I feel like the people are prostituting him out. Yes. This actual sexual abuse to me it was like almost like sex trafficking type of kidnapping stuff yep. parading him around in front of the whole world gaining whatever they're gaining from it and from his exposure from his fame and and profiting off a little boy's disgusting trucks i mean basically this is how we say it in the hood turning this child out literally turning the child out it is sick. It is disgusting. And here's the thing. It's not that we look at the people and we go, you're sick. You're disgusting. We have to identify the spirit behind yes. the thing. This is the spirit of perversion. This is the spirit of Jezebel. This is the spirit of this age that is coming against not only your kids, but you. Because if your kids are out there doing all this stuff, guess who gets affected? You, mom and dad. Guess who's on the phone wondering what why the kids locked up instead of going out and walking in your calling it affects the whole family the whole bloodline and when you ask these people isaiah when you see the, the drag queens and you talk to them you ask them hey what happened to your childhood did anybody ever touch you yep did any did anybody yep. ever mess with you little boy and, and guess what happens 
I'm going to go as far as to say 90 yes. something percent yes. of them will say I was touched. Yep. I was fondled. I was molested. I was exposed to uh, pornographic materials. Somebody, you know, did something to me and then 100%. they live this life and not nobody's seeing that there's a connection there. The world has not put that connection together. I've put it together. This is a demon that yep. comes in through trauma, hurt, and abuse, and then begins to just take over and then try, like they, we just saw the choir, these choir people saying, we're coming for your kids. Y'all, do you think that clever men wrote that song? That song was orchestrated in the operas of hell. Mm. That song came from demons, and they actually said, we're going to be as bold. We're going to come right out with it. Come and you on. can look in the man's eyes and see that demons were speaking out through him saying, we're coming for your kids. When we cast demons out, Isaiah, that's that same look that yes. we get. That yes. Smirk, that sarcasm, that mocking, like you can't yep. cast us yep. out. That's the same way demons act, y'all. And so... Isaiah, you're going to have me up for the next five Come hours on. in this prayer room. I am not Come even kidding. I'm calling on every, look, I got my shirt, Come Revival on. Mama. Come on. I'm calling on every Revival Mama, every father, every grandma, every aunt, every sibling, every teenager. I know that there's kids that watch me and Isaiah all the time. Listen, you have got to stand up and say, I'm getting back in my prayer closet. I'm getting back to my clothes. I'm going to spread the gospel. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. I'm going to win the laws. I'm going to do deliverance. I'm not just going to watch videos on TikTok. I'm going to get up and do the ministry of Jesus. The world needs you. You are essential. You're needed. You're valuable. You are so important right now. Isaiah and I cannot go cast devils out of everybody in the world. We need the whole body right now to come and say, let's come together. Let's stop worrying about all these weird things that are going on in the body of Christ. Let's come together. Enough with the discord. We have lives that are at stake and come it's on. our kids' lives. I'm not letting my little daughter go to hell. Come uh -uh. on. Not on my watch. I told her the other day, listen, if we have any problems, we're pulling you. She goes to a private Christian school. I said, if there's any issues, we can go right back to homeschool, honey, because that's how I did it for nine years. And I'm not going to be worried. Come on. What if she doesn't like me? You know, what if we just make her not like Christianity? I, I, and I can't go with that. See, because that's not in the Bible. Come on. What's in the Bible is train up a child in the way of the Lord. And when they get older, they will not depart from it. That's an active promise in the earth and my bible says that when the word goes out it can't return void it can't come back empty-handed like sorry we know we've said it but we can't do it for your daughter no no no. it is a yes and it's an amen i'm over here sweating and preaching come on because i'm stirred up in my spirit about this we just watched the most horrific clips y'all and that was just a tip of the iceberg it was just a scratch of the surface let's not even go into witch talk Let's not even go into how they're making kids do witchcraft and yoga and all this stuff in schools now. Let's not even go how they remove prayer, but they want to add in homosexual activity and drag queens into school. Take prayer out and put drag queens in. Wow. Are y'all seeing this? This is wild. That's why we're exposing this. That's why.
So good, Jenny. We're going to have Jenny pray. We're going to pray a prayer of deliverance, yes. a prayer for our kids. I want to just quickly give me two minutes and then I'm going to have Jenny pray and she could recoup here after her preaching session. That was straight fire. Almost fell out of my chair. A couple things I just want to talk about. Uh, is it biblical for a child to have a demon? Absolutely. The first account I want to give you is Luke 937, where a boy's mm -hmm. father brought his demonized son to Jesus' disciples. They were unable to deliver the boy. Jesus comes down and ultimately casts the demon out of the boy. When the disciples ask, why couldn't we do this? Jesus says this type of spirit only comes out by prayer and fasting. So that's the first time we see a demonized child in scripture. The second time is a Syrophoenician woman's daughter in Matthew 15, 22. She basically came to Jesus, which tonight, this should be many of us begging Jesus to deliver her daughter. The disciples said, hey, you need to get away. This girl's shouting at us. This girl's desperate. She comes to Jesus. Jesus says that this, this isn't for you. This deliverance is for the children. You're not a child. You're Greek. You're this. You're Syrophoenician. You can't have this. And then she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs off the master uh, that fall from the master's table. Jesus looks and says, because of your faith, because of your desperation, your daughter has been delivered. So can a child have a demon according to scripture? Yes. Not only that, there's a couple ways that you can determine if your kid has a demon. Number one is discernment. That's 1 Corinthians 12. We can discern spirits. You can discern if there's a spirit in your child. God will give you the revelation that there is an unclean spirit working in your kid. Number two is detection. You can detect it by looking at evidence. Is there evidence in their life? Are they growling? Are they acting? a certain way are they rebellious like are they hitting when they shouldn't be like i'm not talking about a normal kid messing around i'm talking about a supernatural manifestation of a kid looking at you saying i hate god i'm talking about them saying evil things you look at the evidence and you come up with the conclusion there is a spirit there third thing i want you to know is jesus teaches the parents listen chat the parents to take initiative these both these stories the parents took initiative to bring their child to jesus tonight you need to take initiative to bring your child to Jesus. And then fourth thing, last thing I want to say here is Jesus teaches that he honors the faith of the parents. In both stories, the two places in scripture, a child had a demon, Jesus honored the faith of the parents. The first one was the man. He said, I'm faithless, help my unbelief. Jesus said, I can do it. And he honored the man's faith because he said, Lord, help my unbelief. And that might be you tonight. The second story was Jesus honored the faith of the mother that came on behalf of her daughter and delivered her daughter from a distance. Now, some of you say, well, my kid's not with me. God did it from a distance because of the faith of their mother. Now, we know many ways demons can get in through kids. This could be generational curses. This can be open doors, rejection from when they were in the womb. This could be a bunch of list of things we have on both of our channels. But tonight, I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be deliverance in our children. I'm like, Lord, if there's anything in any of my kids, Lord, deliver them tonight. I want to be, see them set free. So I believe God's going to remove, Jenny, the taboo of kids having demons. Like, it's so yeah. taboo when it really is not taboo. The devil's after our kids. He will do anything to get inside of them. There's doors open everywhere. And we are called as their parents, according to scripture, to come on behalf of our kids and ask Jesus to deliver our children. That's the scripture. Now, of course... You can deliver your kids. You don't need to make them renounce all that. You take authority over them because you're their parent. And I have a whole video on spiritual authority that parents have. You take authority over them and you command those spirits out of your children. If they start crying, that's the demon crying. Okay, that's not your kid. A lot of parents, they say, oh, play for my kid to get delivered. We start praying. The kid starts crying and they're like, well, stop. And it's like, that's not the kid crying. That's the demon crying because it doesn't want to be there. So tonight... 
We're putting every unclean spirit, every demonic power, every power, every spirit that's lingering here, hiding in your kids, in your family, doesn't matter. We're going to put it on notice and we're going to break these things off our kid. We're not just here to talk about it. We're here to bring demonstration and power and pray. So Jenny, go ahead, lead us in some prayers for families, for parents, and just over the kids tonight. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with these prayers. I'm going to be looking down at um, some of these prayers and literally be reading them. And if you guys want, it might be a good idea if we can actually clip this and even put it up as a different section too, maybe later. Awesome. So yeah. just fast forward this and just play it over your kids, play it over your house. So father, father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance and thank you for the prosperity of my children. Father God, I repent of the sins and iniquities of my past or my present that may work against the lives of my children in a negative fashion. I call out my children by name. Now begin to call your children's names out in the name of Jesus. And we say, let every hidden and secret enemy operating behind the scenes in their lives be under the spotlight of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. I command every generational sin in my life and in the lives of my ancestors to disconnect from their heritage now in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over my child's life. Blessings, not curses, shall flow to my children in Jesus' mighty name. I bind up the spirit of destruction that would come against my child's life. I declare that this spirit has been bound and is now rendered weak and powerless. I declare that the generation that is being birthed will have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, for the things of God. I release the prayer warriors into the elementary schools. I release them into the middle schools, into the high schools, into the colleges in the name of Jesus. Father, release your anointing to the, the colleges, the beauty schools, and all the training places of education. God, anoint the young people to represent you in the marketplace, in Hollywood, in political arenas, in professional athletes. Father, and in every industry of influence, raise up the remnant, God. Raise up young revivalists, God. I break the curse of the fatherless generation. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. For the spirit of the Father, Father God, being released over this nation, I bind up the foul spirit of abortion, and I deal with the powers concerning the innocent bloodshed in the land. Lord, let every snare, every wicked plan, every evil device against the unborn child and our children living be broken now in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody begin to pray in the comment section. Father, we thank you right now that we come against suicide, yes. drug addiction, yes. alcohol use. Right now in Jesus' name, we close every demonic door that has been opened through music, movies, video games, the internet, through social media, any demons traveling through the airwaves, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We say, you will not enter into our homes. We close these doors. We slam these doors by the spirit of the living God. We say no more in the name of Jesus. We say over our children, they will not die, but they shall live and declare the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, that even right now, 
children that are dealing with yes. any demonic spirits in Jesus name. Some of you parents bring the child to oh, oh, close to the screen. We're going to pray for them. Children, do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. Come on. You begin to manifest and the spirit of God begins to do something. You're there with your parents. It's safe. It's okay. It's because of the love of God. He's not going to let you continuously go to bed and be tormented. He's not going to let you continuously deal with these things that you know you've been dealing with. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I command that spirit of fear. Get out now in Jesus' name. Perversion, go now in Jesus' name. Rejection, out in the name of Jesus. Abandonment, leave in Jesus' mighty name. We command the spirit of trauma and every demonic, foul, unclean demon. Get out now in Jesus' name. All confusion, out. Get out in Jesus' name. Anything that has been coming down through the bloodline, any generational curse is broken by the power of Jesus now. Any word curses spoken over the children, even from the womb, we break your power now. We say you have no hold, devil. Loose your hold now in Jesus' name. Get your hands off of our family. We plead the blood. We loose the presence of Almighty God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come fill these homes right now. Touch the children, God. Fill every child, every parent, every person right now that's watching. Fill them, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Some of you are manifesting. You're coughing right. stuff up. You're yawning. You're doing whatever. You're crying. You're screaming. Let it out. Let it out. Out, out, out in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are raising up parents to be yes. bold. Where you were weak, you'll now be bold. Come on. Where you didn't know what to say, you'll now have the revelation written straight out of heaven that will drop in your spirit. You are not weak. You are not weak. You are bold. You are fierce in Jesus' name. And you are the gatekeepers of your home. So arise now, parents. And I just break off. I feel so led to do this. I break off shame. Yes. I break off condemnation from for parents, some of you parents, you've thought, you're thinking right now, I've messed up, I yep. did allow that, now it's too far, I've been a bad mom, I break those words off of you right now. I come against that curse of you being a bad mom. I break it off of you in the name of Jesus. I break it off that you're a bad father, that you did this, that, and the other, and you can never recover. I break that off of you right now. I thank you, God, that you are the God who will restore it all according to Ephesians 3.20. God, I thank you that you are giving us, Lord, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, Jesus. Yes. We give you praise and glory. In your precious name we pray. Jesus name. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. Thank you. Powerful. God is moving, guys. Don't let the revival stop. Walk this out. Walk this out. Everything that you've heard us talk about, the, the boldness you have right now, the desire, the hunger, that deliverance you received, live that out. Don't just, oh, turn off the, and broadcast this and then we're going on to the next thing. Let this be a reality to you. Let this be a sobering wake-up call. I do not believe God wants our head to be in the sand. I believe God wants us to be awake of what's happening 
as in the days of Noah, so will the second coming of the Son of Man be. We are living in the days of Noah, where wickedness covers a land, but the grace of God has more power, is greater. Last night, we learned about that Jesus is seated far above every principality and power. Friend, I'm telling you that we have the victory. We've won in Jesus' name. Jenny, yes. what an amazing time. An hour and 40 minutes. Me and you can never go under an hour and a half. We always go for it. So incredible. Over 6,000 people on. Guys, do not click wow. off this video. Jenny, where else can they connect with you? Actually, hold on. Before you say that, let me say this, okay? I'm going to say this before you say where we can find you. What I would ask you guys to do, if you before you even give anything, guys, to this broadcast, because again, this is all free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to sew. But if you can, we'd love for you to. I want all of you... So instead of giving, I want you to go on Jenny's website. I've linked it down below in the description and go buy some Christian clothing. It's an incredible <laughs> witnessing tool. I can't count how many times I've wore Jenny's merch and somebody, oh, what does that mean? Oh, I like your shirt. Oh, it's a conversation starter. And there's many of you watching that you don't really know how to start a conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.